EP dropped. Like literally, the EP is called Always. We played Always, and it dropped while we were playing. And Matt jumps up on stage, oh, yeah. gets on the mic, and he's like, "Yo, they <laughs> just dropped!" Yeah. And he was like, really <laughs> laying into like everybody appreciate this moment that was magic. This yeah. is beautiful. And then he also brought some realism into it when he's like, like some reality, whatever you want to call it, where he's like, "Yo, this is hard. Like what they just did is an achievement. It's an accomplishment." And he goes, he makes it so simple. It kind of like, you know, uh, wakes people up a little bit where he's like, pull out your phone and just give them a follow. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything they did for this to happen was hard. What you have to do on your end is easy. Real talk. You know, like yeah. being a fan, supporting someone. So easy. simple. So simple, man. I mean, that's, I think that is like one of the big things that people are trying to figure out here in Seattle is how do we engage more people to come out to events? We tried, we tried to just like, so when we first started playing in venues, yeah. I was like, yo, let's do $5 cover. Yeah. Like let's immediately reduce that initial barrier. Cause when I moved here as a fan of seeing live music, it mm. was hard to go to shows when they were 15, 20 bucks. Yeah. It's kind of a lot. And I'm like, yo, that's such a commitment. Like I can't just go see the show, drop 15 bucks, buy a drink there. I'm already at 25 maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Like that's hard to do and and then you couldn't find anything about the bands either there's no information i try to find them on instagram yeah. but then you don't know their handles potentially totally. so when i first moved here just finding out what i was getting into if i could find out about a show was very difficult yeah no there's not really anything going on i feel like um i don't know that's why that's why i created fremont friday bro and that's why i do the gala like those are two things that are like they have built-in draw regardless of who's coming so the onus isn't only on the artists to have people attend if you can bring people then it's going to be look even sicker because yeah. there's already going to be a group of people there and mm -hmm. then your fans are going to turn up the other surrounding group of people around and then the gala it's like people come to be fly and to uh, support the charity cause 100%. so it's like those those that's kind of my answer to trying to create something interesting enough to make fans leave their house and, and pay money um, like a regular show it's tough man yeah you know we just did the tractor off like four days promotion and I actually think it kind of helped having immediacy and urgency built into the announcement of it See, I wanted to be there, dude, but I had to go to my stupid job. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that was the day I quit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not. There's cool shit happening. And I'm missing out on it for to just babysit drunk people yeah. all night. You know? Have some yeah, drunk man. guy in my face. Like, dude, get out of here. Yeah, you know? totally. Uh, yeah, you're the doorman, too. I was huh? the door guy. And right, I was doing yeah. bar back. So I'm like bussing dishes, running around, and then trying to keep my head on a swivel to see if anyone's coming through the door that yeah. shouldn't be, you know? Oh, man. And then not getting paid that much. And then sacrificing quality of life because it's weekends yeah it's like you know, nah. just, yeah yeah i coach basketball bro and um do a lot of like brand work so i've been working a lot with uh bloodworks northwest um been doing this work with this documentary called the art of art that's been super cool um and been working with this company think twice which is like mobile breathalyzers so Whoa. between after years and years of like building up a name a little bit now i'm able to leverage that name to have like brand partnerships to where like i'll go out and speak on their behalf at events and those type of things mm -hmm. and bro shout out bloodworks northwest like they've been able to like 
massively help financially as far as like being able to continue to still be a full-time artist because it's like it's almost like a corporate check for oh, yeah. something that i actually am passionate about and i think it's cool it's huge. you know yeah so you gotta just man you gotta have like nine different jobs gotta get creative i started being a lot more aggressive selling merch like mm -hmm. Before the show, I'm at the merch table. As soon as I finish the show, like I basically have the merch person like come grab me, like either put a towel over my head, put a shirt over my head or something, and just beeline me straight to the merch booth because like as soon as you get off stage, especially for me, it's like people are like, "Oh, that was great! Like great job! Like give me a hug or like talk to you, me." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, see, I need to do this aspect of it at the merch table, yeah, because then it's gonna translate into sales and like." If you think like, okay, if we play something like 120 shows or something conservatively um, a year, it's like, hey, I got to, even if it's only $100 of merch sales per show, like I got to build that up. I got to be consistent because over a long amount of time, like that merch might be the difference of us having a tour van or not. You know exactly. what I mean? It's just. Dude, we did a, a GoFundMe to uh, yeah. raise money for gas. I did all the calculations, how much it would be to take Julian's van. He's got like this big, like one of those big toaster vans, you know, nice. you can walk in. Hell yeah. And uh, it was going to be $750 yeah. just for the highway miles for the gas. Totally. So I was like, we cannot afford that shit. Yeah. So we went to the GoFundMe to see if people would donate and we ended up raising $1,000. Hell yeah. And then we found out we can actually rent a car for eight fifty. dollars Yeah. So we can rent a car for the cost of gas in Julian's van, yeah. which is honestly going to be easier to drive, easier to park. You know, if something goes wrong, it's on the rental company. It's not on yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a car that's been like upkept by somebody yeah. else. You know that you hope is in good condition. Totally. And we got the insurance for it and everything. So there's four of y'all, right? There's four of us. Okay. Yeah. That's a little easier. Just hop in the car and go. What kind of car are you getting? The suburban? It's gonna be a Chrysler Pacifica okay. or something similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that, that's that's what the rental company said. Something comparable. You know. It's four door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So it should be a minivan. Are you, you going to have a trailer or no? No, no. Okay. We're throwing everything in the minivan. Yeah. We're going to pack that shit up. Okay. And we should be good. Totally. Our setup isn't that big. It's really just the drums. I'm going to put all the merch in like little Trader Joe's bags, Smart. you know? Yeah. And then... Uh, and then, yeah, we, we should be we should be fine. Just Fuck, dude, we're leaving tomorrow, are dude. You we're leaving tomorrow. Is this your first kind of like run? This is my first day, go, dude. Bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah dude. Congratulations, man. Thanks, thanks. That's the best feeling. It's a dream come true. Yeah, bro, you're doing it. You know, thank you're you. You're doing it. Thank rinse you. And now you just got to rinse and repeat. Rinse and uh, repeat. How long are you gone for? We're just doing five days, so it's kind of a sprint. Okay. You know? And you're playing every single day? Every day. Yeah, there every you go. day. We're gonna do. Okay. We're driving down to Portland tomorrow after we get the car. Yeah. And then we're gonna play at a park somewhere there, and nice. then we're gonna sprint all night. I think it's only ten hours, so it's yeah. like two and a half hours each to for us to drive Fran? to San Francisco. Okay. Well, we literally just did this this ride. Really? Well, we went straight from Bellevue to San Fran. Okay. Cool. Did y'all drive all the hours. way through? Yeah. What was that like? Uh, well, I, like I like I mentioned, I just got my license, so that was cool oh, because shit. they finally like. I could finally contribute in that way. Okay, cool. Um, so I took like the death shift from like one to like five a.m. Did you like it though? I did. I was slapping old mixtapes. All like I, the that's the key. You gotta have like music that you know every word to. Okay. And I was that'll keep you rapping. awake. It'll exactly. You, I was yeah, just engaged rapping, with it. going hard. I just remember I like oh, wait, was everyone asleep? I looked back and oh, everybody no. was dead asleep. No. I was like, dang, you guys trust the guy who just got his license <laughs> in the middle of the no, night? It's fine. Just like, keep the wheel yeah, exactly. I'm like, holy crap. But uh it was it was uh it was an experience and I, I like I like I'm a road warrior, Doug. I can go in there and just ride. Like okay. 
But yeah, so okay. Since it's your first tour, let yeah. me let me I'll give you some tips. Please. Okay, number one, bring your own headphones, bring a book, and don't be afraid to like go on a walk. Like you're finna like be right next to you. They're your best friends. But still, you're gonna be right next to everybody smelling farts, getting coughed on. Like it's okay to just put your headphones on, walk away, and just like mentally check out. Don't get in any arguments. It's literally That's not worth advice. it because people are just like, you're sleep deprived. Yeah. You're antsy. You're on a, a tour schedule. Like, there's yeah. always that one crusty band member. You know <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, oh, we know who it is. <laughs> you know? We know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> so do we. So do we. You know, he knows who he is. You know? So there's always that one crusty dude that's going to like, Come home and be like, dude, tour was so fun. It was like, <laughs> bro, was it fun? Or are you like... Just farting up the van the whole time. Man. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, like food-wise, I'd say like pack uh, pack stuff like, I don't know, like make a bunch of chicken, bro. Make a bunch of rice. Pack it up, you know. And Damn, just, that's next level from what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking, you see that little cooler right there? What are we doing? I was going to put deli meats in there, okay. cheese. Some, it's not bad. I guess I don't have to put bread in there. No. Um... And then, like, some fruit. There you go. Oh, uh, I, got, I got oatmeal because Smart. instant oatmeal. You can yeah. Just, you, I mean, you'll have a microwave anywhere you stay. Totally. You throw that in with water from the sink. Okay, um, that's not bad. Right? All right, it's good. You're thinking ahead. And then you got to bring hella baby wipes, bro. Dude, yes. Just no. Oh, okay, I got to hit the store I mean? and grab those because... Uh, like a little 10-pack or something. Dude, yeah. I have know. a bidet. What? Yeah. The, the, the spit, like... It's yeah, like, the hose. Legendary. Dude, any... And you just dude. tie it up anywhere you want. Huh? You just tie it no, up. No, on no, the road? no, 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 no. So where I'm getting at here is like okay. we have a bidet here in the main to- in the main house, right? <laughs> okay. In the in the main toilet, and, but if I take a shit anywhere that doesn't have one of those, yeah. awful really? experience. <laughs> awful experience. Yeah, dude. I went to Europe. I hit the bidet. I said, okay, this is different. <laughs> this is different. I can get Welcome used to, to this. Welcome to the future, yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah, I can get used to this. Just use water, not dry ass paper. Yeah, that's Yo, fair. Yo, conspiracy time. Uh-huh. Toilet paper. They're just trying to sell paper. Uh, you know, it's okay. big paper. So that's yeah. why like. Bidets haven't gotten big in the U.S. because oh, it's a business here. they're trying to stifle here. the bidet growth. Yeah. It's like, like they do the Seattle music scene. <laughs> <laughs> Who's more stifled, bidets or the music scene? <laughs> Man, dude, that's that's a tough one. I might, <laughs> If I had to choose, either Seattle's, Seattle's music scene blows up to like the golden era or bidets take over the United States, I might go with bidets, dude. That's fair, So I can bro. start taking comfortable shits in public again. <laughs> yeah, so you get the wipes and then you just hit the like the – Use them to shower too, to type vibe. You know what I mean. Oh, Any chance you can okay, get to yeah. shower is good, good money, bro. Because you kind of like just start losing your mind a little bit when you, even if it's like a five-day run and you're like on day three, no shower or something like that. Just taking some baby wipes, wiping your body, it okay. just like resetting. Um, then every time you go gas, you owe me 25 push-ups, 10 squats, and some sort of stretching. Okay, cool. Then you do that, your body won't be all cramped up and all yeah. messed up from the long ride. It's like uh, kind of trying to beat jet lag type vibe. You just Dude, move, do something, mm-hmm. go a little jog or something like that. It's good for content too. Um, and then, yeah, that's the main thing. And then in San Francisco, just don't have anything in your car. One time we were loading into a gig and like somebody jacked Matt's like uh, drum throne. No we're shit. Like, what the hell? Dude, that's then, like crucial. Right? I know. We were we were loading in, too. And then at the end of the night, this dude was just like, yo, you guys rip, blah, blah, blah. I could tell he was kind of posted outside or whatever. And he was like, hey, you guys wouldn't have happened to, like, lost, like, a, 
like a seat, like a silver seat, did you? We're like, uh, yeah, we did. He's like, I think I saw that somewhere. Like, I'll be right back. And the guy gave us back our drum set, our drum You think throw. he's trying to, like, get a reward or something? No, I think he just, like, was initially going to steal it from us and, and then, then like the band. Bad. And he was like, okay. Oh, okay. Right, here All we right. go. I'll give it back That's to you. That's a nice little character arc for exactly, him, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's the villain. You know? Yeah, and then he's, he's an arrow of his ways after you spread some fucking love exactly. and play music. Yeah. He's like, this was wrong. Dude, stealing gear from musicians. Like, so messed up. If there's a hell, there's a special place in hell for Absolutely. people doing that shit. Why do that? Yeah. You know, yeah, you're we're already going through it. Going through it, we're struggling. That's like a piece of their soul, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's their instrument for fighting evil. <laughs> you know, it is. Yeah, that's messed up. I hope people stop doing that. Yeah, stop stealing gear. Stop stealing gear from musicians. Just don't take stuff from music people. Steal from fucking Walmart. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. you go. That's a good. That's a. That's they got a good, everything the you need. Line. They have clothes. <laughs> they have food. Episode one. If you're they gonna got steal, steal when I was Walmart. in high school, we were stealing beer. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart was the go-to. Dude, they would literally like do those uh, promotional stacks like two feet from the door. Mm. So me and my buddies were just like, "Yo, we could pull up real quick." Yeah. One of us runs in, grabs two cases of beer, and the runs classic back. Classic beer run. And we yeah. did that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> did you ever get caught? No. Nope. You ever get chased? Nope. Yeah, they're not no. even really allowed to chase you. Yeah. I mean, why do you care? They are they make like hundreds of billions. Like it is ridiculous what Walmart makes. So it's like Episode one. Steal from Walmart. Steal from fucking Walmart, <laughs> dude. <laughs> That's legendary, bro. Yeah, so okay, and then do you know where you're playing in LA yet? Uh yeah, so we're thinking about doing like somewhere between like the Santa Monica Pier and or Boardwalk and Venice Beach. Oh, nice. That's Because there's spot. so many little, so spots, little right spots right there. right there, yeah. We could probably hit like four different spots in one day just on that pier if mm-hmm. we wanted to, or that boardwalk. Um, and then we're playing this bar called Lander's Liquor in Costa Mesa, which is like just north of Los Angeles, yeah. you know, like North L.A. basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, L.A. is going to be like the big part because that's like two days back to back nice crashing in a hotel just gonna be there on the beach do you where do you know where your hotel is at um <laughs> i don't it's like some best western that julian put where, together yeah there's um okay there's this place called quarter sheet pizza in echo park it's the best pizza ever it's so good so i would look up quarter sheet pizza quarter like a yeah like a quarter is there any other way to spell quarter i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> QP ski. Um, and then if you're like free for a day or you're like need to decompress or you've got some time, there's this place called the Wee Spa, W E I Spa. Uh, it's in Koreatown. It's uh, $35. You could literally stay there all night if you wanted to. And they have sleeping rooms. Seriously? Yeah. And they have a hot tub, cold tub. Uh, like three different saunas. What? Like, yeah. How busy is it there? It's not that busy, bro. Okay. It's literally like a hidden gem. Holy shit! Thank you, Marshall. Yeah, I got you, bro. <laughs> I got you. You can literally like for forty-eight dollars, they will let you stay there overnight. So if you seriously, yeah, yeah like if you oh, want, oh, what the fuck are we doing with the hotel? <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to, you could literally. <laughs> they give you each your own locker and everything. So I don't know how much your hotel is or what's going on. Dude, I think it was one seventy-five a night. Okay, so for something similar, <laughs> stay in a spa. Okay. Yeah. Yo, was there got, a cancellation policy on that? <laughs> uh, they got internet. They got. Uh, you could get like thirty-five dollar massages if you really wanted to. They got massage I chairs. I love a massage. Absolutely. Like, 
I don't go to talk therapy, uh, but massages, that's my therapy. That's your right therapy, there, yeah. You know? Let me just lie there silent <laughs> and then get all the stress out of my body and then I walk out of there like a new person. Yeah, you know? it's the best. Every time like it's, a new person. It's the best. It's only happened twice, but every time. I'm telling you, it's the move. <laughs> yeah, pull up on the Wii Spa. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other uh, things that y'all should hit in um, L.A. I mean, if you go to Quarter Sheet and you hit the Wii Spa, you're having a good trip already. There's... Um, I'll send you some, like, there's this thing called the Juice Joint, which is, like, a crazy-ass jam. Um, is this, like, people playing music at night? Yeah. Okay, like, cool. fire-ass jam. They do it every night? Uh, no. Wow. I'll have to send it to you. But it's, like, some of the biggest heavy hitters in L.A. Um, and then there's another thing called Something Dope for the People. I'll, I'll DM these all to you. Okay, cool. But it's like an awesome open mic that's actually was started by this guy. I don't know if he's from Seattle or what his name. I think his name's Jordan Pierre. Uh, he does laid back allure. If you ever heard of that. Um, but yeah, he started uh, called something dope for the people, and it's like a giant open mic. Like 300, 400 people show up. Holy it's shit! It's a good community of people. Yeah, that doesn't even make sick. any sense. I know it's tight, super tight. I mean, that many people to perform and that many people just hanging out, partying. It's a mix of, like, artists. A lot of artists do come. Like, people come and camp out. Like, they show up, like, 5 a.m. to be first in line so they make sure that they get on the stage and stuff. It's a great culture that they, they've built over there. Something dope for the people. Um, and um, I'll shoot you some other, some other like, jams. There's this place in Hollywood called The White Rabbit um, that they have industry jams. I'm not sure. What, what day are you in L.A.? Um, Friday and Saturday. Oh, you're in the spots. <laughs> spots, my guy. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up, man. Well, let me know if anything goes horribly wrong. I got people down there. So oh, really? Yeah. Okay, you, sick, dude. Something worst case scenario happens, just call me, bro. I appreciate we'll that. We'll figure it. It can happen. That can happen on tour. That's another thing. I don't know if you got. Be ready to like pawn something or something if something goes wrong, bro. The obstacles. You got yeah. You got a little. Every time I go on tour, I like try to live super uh, like what frugal. Like, yeah, yeah. Prior, mm -hmm. so I have just like a little lump sum of just like if something goes wrong. Like when we were in Amsterdam, my uh, bass player Evan he got out the uh, car. I guess he dropped his phone. We're like super late already, and we have to like go through customs. And he's like, oh, I left my phone. And no. so, like, we're like, dude. And he just was like, I got to go back and get it. And I was like, all right, I'll go with you. And we just ran back to the parking lot, go to the parking lot. We're looking around. We looked down, and, like, his phone was literally on the ground. Holy shit. Picked it up. We sprint back, and we made it just in time. But, like, I was prepared to, like, basically have to book a new flight from Amsterdam if it didn't. If the worst, if a worst case scenario happened, oh, yeah. you know, and that would have been like my whole little nest egg. But like, I stack that nest egg just in case something horrible happens. So just be, just be ready, bro. Be on your p's and q's, bro. You never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's know. not an adventure without exactly. obstacles, right? I think that's good that y'all are renting a car too. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's smarter because it's like if Julian's van broke down. Yeah. It's a big lot. ass van too. Yeah, like, dude, Julian's van has broken down before yeah. here in the city, and it's been chaos to try to get that thing towed. Mm. Yeah, once upon a time it broke down with him and a friend of ours, and uh, they called one tow truck. Tow truck gets there, they're like, "I can't, I can't pick that up. It's too big." Yeah, so uh -oh. then they had to wait. Like after waiting for that guy, they had to wait like a few more hours in the middle of the night for oh, someone no. to come with like one of those big monster truck, tow monster trucks. truck yeah. ones. Yeah, to Holy. 
Yeah, no, it's good. You're not taking that one. Yeah. Yeah, there's this other place um, called Band to Go. Band to Go. It's in uh, Portland, and right. it rents sprinter vans to bands. Oh. It's a bunch of like. Damn, uh, that's got to be. You think it's pretty expensive though? I think when we did our ten day trip, it was like two grand. For ten days. Yeah. So not not crazy. Yeah, Band to Go. So, yeah, that's, I mean, shoot, bro, that's like the little, like, pockets of resources that I guess you accumulate over time. And there are some, like, really good people that are trying to help out Pacific Northwest musicians as much as we can. I think that's another thing that we have to do as a unit. It's like, you got to think, okay, L.A. has 8 million people or whatever. That's a lot of people. New York, 11 million like Texas, those areas, they have a lot of people. It's like very concentrated. Atlanta has a ton of people, a ton of resources and infrastructure. I think we have to look at the, not the Seattle music scene. We have to extend it out to the Pacific Northwest music scene. And we have to include places like Portland, places like Vancouver, places like Spokane, Boise, uh, and then if we do that and that's our grouping and our numberings, like we're, we have enough volume of people to really make it interesting and make it like a scene, you know? Yeah. Right now we don't have enough people and enough, uh, skin in the game to really create that golden era that you're talking about. What kind of skin in the game are you talking about? So number one, we got, we need to have more people coming to events and to shows that are interested in supporting the local scene like you look like uh whether it be drake or little baby or those they don't have a tr they don't have trouble drawing people out of their house you know what i mean it's yeah. the quote-unquote locals that aren't getting the draw you know like shoot i know a lot of different bands i'm one of them like it's hard to get people to come to shows dog yeah you know what i mean most people realistically are pulling up if they pull up 30 people deep you're like hey good job you yeah know, from all the shows that i've seen and been a part of you know it's very hard for even people that are played on kxp people that get write-ups in seattle times or the stranger just because you have those things does not equate to high ticket sales so there's that um so we have to find a way to entice more people to feel invested in the specific artist and you know, pick their favorite five, six bands and like really ride hard for them. There's a lot of people out here. I think that comes down, if I can real quick, I think yeah. that comes down to like potentially some kind of leeway or flexibility on the venues part too, you know? Yeah, that's... Be because whenever we've asked to do like a $5 show, they're always against it. Mm -hmm. you know? They're always like, you're not going to make any money, blah, blah, blah. But when we've done five dollar shows, like people have come, you know? yeah, because they're like, oh, five bucks, this is a steal for me. Like, yeah, I'm getting to see this awesome band for cheap. But if you could just make shows completely free, but you still want to compensate artists, then give them a cut of the bar. Yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> where they're gonna be like, <laughs> oh, you want my money? Exactly. You want my money? I don't think so. Yeah, that's um uh. That's a that's a tale as old as time, brother, you know, and so that's why I rock with LTD the way I do. Is that how is that how that deal works? How you keep it free? Yeah. Bro looks out for us. But it's like I pitched this idea to like 40 different people and all of them responded the same way except for him. What'd they say? 
They're like, no. Just no? No. But is it because there's like a almost a reflex to say no? Do, do you think they actually gave it proper considera- in consideration? No, I don't think so. I think um, if you really look at like how bars make their money is off of sales. Yeah, 100%. But what I don't quite understand is like, okay, would you rather there be 30 people in here that paid $5 to get in here and those 30 people buy, you know, $20 worth of drinks each? Or would you rather there be 100 people in here that got here for free and have more money in their pocket? Exactly. And then they could spend more at the bar. Yeah. That, so it doesn't really make sense. I don't get it either. I think for them, for business owners or managers, whoever, they're like, the system works for us. We're not going to compromise it to help you. Yeah, just my only question is like, is it really working? Seems like a lot of venues are like struggling. Yeah, that's true, huh? You know, so I think it works for Key Arena or Climate Pledge. Looks like it works pretty well for... Uh, Dude, Climate Pledge? I went there for the first time. Yeah. The drinks were not that expensive. They weren't? No, man, well, they, trip, they weren't. like $15 Trulies, bro. Why? For the sports games, at least. Wait, seriously? Yeah. So I just went there. I saw Phoenix. Uh-huh. And I think it was like 7 bucks. Really? Yeah. Dang, that's good prices. Exactly. It really wasn't that... I was kind of surprised. Really? Yeah. Dang. They must hike them up, because the only time I go is, like, cracking games or, like, sporting events. They're like, oh, you're already paying $200 for a ticket. Well. You can let's, pay $15 for yeah, a drink. Yeah, raise it up. Yeah, so it just seems like, uh, you know, the venues that are doing really well would be Showbox, Climate Pledge, um, and I think other people just have, like... That's Ticketmaster, though. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't, as far as shows. I like the croc a lot. They're super cool with us and great with us with uh, the gala. Um, so was that the first time doing the gala back in December? No, it was our third installment of the gala, but the first time at uh, the croc. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Because I was out of town, but I was pushing y'all shit. I was in fucking Italy, dude, and I was yeah, trying to push y'all sick. shit on our stories. Yeah, uh, bro, it went well. Like over 600 people came out. Oh, fuck. So that was pretty tight. That is huge. Yeah, we had upstairs and downstairs going, and then... Uh, we like rented out all the hotel rooms up top. And so there was like a pretty sick after party too. And Dude. It was just like a full, it was one of those nights, you know? I mean, that's why I feel like between Fremont Friday and the gala, like collectively as a group, we've been able to create some of the experiences that I wish happened more here in Seattle. So instead of like pointing fingers at anybody else or like complaining, I'm just like, okay, I know it's possible. I could just, it's just I got to do better and like got to inspire more people to just get creative and do stuff outside of the box and just not expect um, other people to do it or help us, <laughs> 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 which is just, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure other people might not feel that way or feel like they are helping. But I just feel like for the past six years, we've been stuck in the same like seen rut everybody has had the same complaints and nobody is trying to do anything differently it's still just the same three bill lineup or three act lineup fifteen dollar ticket 20 at the door regular show yeah go home and do it again the next day and it's just like it's not making things better so what do you want to see I need creative shows, dude. Like what? I need uh, theme shows. Like I'm trying to go and see people dressed up, looking fly. I'm trying to see uh, different mediums, like 
like have like a, a host like have your show have a, co- a comedian or somebody who can like actually host and like get the flow together you need to have like different genres like if the different scenes work together in conjunction with each other then they can crossbreed their fans and most people typically listen to all styles of music so if like people can like all right here let's put a rapper on this bill let's have an indie band here and then let's have like a psych rock band there now it's not the same people getting hit up to go because we all know each other so if you're in the same genre you're you and your other groups of friends are all hitting the exact same groups of people to come out to a show yeah and so there's not enough like cross-pollination i want to see people just uh you know be more uh open to different ideas like you can tell leading up to a show if a show has like 200 pre-sales or something okay then the show's probably going to go pretty well but if the show has like 25 pre-sales then you should probably hit the artist and stuff and be like hey let's like go two for one deal or let's do something like let's make sure that people can get here and let's get accessible because that's what's more important is to like not to prove a point like oh this show flopped it's like okay but what did you do to like not have it flop i think there needs to be uh just some some more again like i'm at the point where i'm just like i'm not expecting much help because that's just been my experience but if in a perfect world, I think like dog venues and other people, they got to do more joint collab posts, you know, like when we just played dude, the track. They, or, yeah. some places. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I'm triggered. Really, I'm triggered. I know. Bro. Dude, it's we like. We all are. <laughs> no we help from the are. venues who have like, you know, 7,000 followers on Instagram and yeah. then they make a post and three people liked it. It's like yeah. you, you've, you're wasting this thing that you have. And it's like yeah. three people liked it because Instagram's like. You never post. I'm not showing your shit to anybody. Exactly. Like, that's how the game works. You know, you have to be active on there, and yeah. Instagram just kind of sends your stuff more. Totally. Because Instagram's trying to hold people's attention, you yeah. know? But if you're coming out of the blue and, like, no one's interacting with your page in, like, 10 yeah, weeks. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It seems like it would be mutually beneficial for everybody, but uh, it just looks like uh, artists are the ones uh, with the largest onus of bringing people out. Um, and so that would that would be things I would like to see change, but also I'm not holding my breath for those things to change. I'm trying to just change it myself uh, and encourage others to do the same. Um, what other stuff I want to see? Yeah, just more like creativity. Like we got to figure out like some set designs. You know what I mean? Like you got to take your show to the next level. I, I, I think people need to like... Um, some like pet peeves I guess I have like I go to the show and like the artist is just like make some noise and like <laughs> they people couple people yell like no that's not good enough like yeah. make some more noise it's like dog that's not a good experience from a crowd member to get yelled at <laughs> you're getting told what to do yeah I mean in, in some regard it is it's, some, it's yeah, like yeah. if you get the vibe right and you mm-hmm. make people feel alive like you can tell them hey put your hands up or exactly. do this and people will do it dude that well, just reminded me of whenever you came <laughs> up on stage with us at the Nook yeah. and you're like Nook if you feel me do this <laughs> yeah, you know you just said that. do this and then everyone's going like this and you're like go crazy, go crazy. dude <laughs> I still watch that sometimes I'll be lying in bed and I'm like hold Holy shit, dude, that fucking happened. That's crazy, yeah. you know? So I think, like, and, like, things like the Nook, like, dog, they're super, super dope. They went, they just made a house show. It was different. Mm-hmm. It was well attended. Oh, yeah. It was affordable. Yeah. It was fun. And yeah. then they built up their program, and now they're, you know, working with SDG and, mm-hmm. the, and the group, and they're making, like, 
uh, a legitimate business out of it, but yeah. it started grassroots. It started organic and it felt, it feels real and it feels like the next logical step. So I think we need, uh, you know, more promoters that are actually just promoters. You know, like for me, I'm at a, I, I can't really be doing too much more because I'm in the band too. Like, yeah, I can really like my contribution to the PNW is the gala and Fremont Fridays. Like, that's what I got. For Which is people. a lot, dude. That's as much as I can do, bro. Like, part of me, like, yeah. I gotta understand how you're able to pull off ten weeks. Eleven. Eleven weeks. Yeah. Every Friday of a big of a festival. Mm-hmm. You know, you're putting on like. Upwards of eight acts, something like that, right? Usually it's like, I try to At keep it six. a five this year, and I just couldn't, dog. I just, I'm, I'm a softie. So many people hit me up, <laughs> and, you're like, and I'm just and like, ah, all right, yeah, hell I'll yeah, no, work. why not, dude? Then I got a kick that it's like I'm the, I'm the one stage managing and hosting, and then it's like, dang, it's on me to like control the night. So, uh, hopefully dude, you do a good job of that. Yeah. You know, I gotta respect it 100. <laughs> percent Thanks, you know? man. It's fucking yeah. Great. It's just uh. I think that's the differentiator between us and a lot of other events is like even the gala like the gala is super tight because it's centered around gathering supplies for our christmas day give back for the houseless people and so it's really tight that it lives longer than just that one night and i i really love it but what's different about fremont fridays is that consistency and it's like how are we really going to be able to build a scene if everything's episodic just happening once it lives in everybody's head for two days maybe the recap video sparks it back up and then boom it's gone and then okay in a year from now i'll think again about capitol hill block party or something so it's like fremont fridays is every single friday back to back to back and you start seeing the same people come in and you start seeing people like becoming friends as a result of it and like really giving the artists and the vendors and the scene somewhere to like be the commons and connect with people and the consistency of it to me is the separating factor and how we do it uh got a dope team and just bro just sheer will dog like i got three left and it's like i've already done eight like and i only have three left like i could do that in my sleep like i'm I'm (laughs) tired i'm exhausted you know i lead meetings every week I got to be there from 12 to 2, but I just know, like, only three left. That's nothing. Dude, it blows my mind <laughs> to think, like, when do you when do you start planning Fremont Friday for next year? Uh, Well, this year I started in January, and it wasn't enough time, so I got to start immediately. Fucking yeah. it, because I'm trying to wrap my head around it, like, 11 weeks, big bills. You're putting on vendors, too. Yeah. Your deal with LTD, like, that's so much, dude. So, yeah. like... That's why so much respect because I see that that takes a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. But I've also like uh, it's kind of like calluses from working on the gym, you know, like I've thrown so many events. I've done I've had like the best stuff happen, the worst stuff happen. Like I've seen it all so many times that I know like Friday's going to come. Bands are going to show up. It's going to happen regardless. (laughs) Just be on your toes be ready to react to if anything goes wrong and most of the time like you, you're gonna be fine is there anything that you've had to like learn about yourself and change to find smoother success with Fremont Friday um yeah I think this year the approach is the right approach finally 
Um, I go out every Wednesday and I just go knock on doors with my friend uh, Justin from Think Twice that do the mobile breathalyzers. And we're trying to incorporate other businesses to make it bigger than ourselves. Like, I don't want it to just be in a parking lot the rest of my life. Like, mm -hmm. I want it to be the entire block. The whole city of Fremont is Dude, like fuck yeah. engaged. You know, so I just, I know it's right up your hood. But I was just, <laughs> I'm going door to door knocking like, hey, we're doing these wristbands. Would you be willing to offer a promotion to people who buy into the block benefit? Half the money goes to think twice. The other half goes to, you know, the, the being able to run the event. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had over 22 businesses now, like see the vision, agree with the vision, offer promotions to people that support the event and now it's like eventually hopefully i can go with those 20 different business owners of the area and now go talk to the city and be like yo this is something that is supported by the whole community let's shut the street down let's find a way to help finance it let's like support things that are actively trying to foster community and foster the music scene out here yeah so i just had to make it bigger than ourselves and incorporate more people that have stake in the game and now it's something that can grow and and has legs dude um when i went to the fremont solstice parade i was like why do we accept that this is something that only happens once a year mm -hmm. why are we okay that this bringing like thousands of people in one place to just celebrate life and we only do that once a year is okay. Like, that should be happening once a month. Yeah. Get everybody down there. Shut those streets down. You got a car? Fuck it. There's plenty of other roads, man. Drive, drive around. Ro drive Park around your car. Come hang out, yeah. you know? And and let's just, because I don't know, that's a big reason why I love music is because yeah. it's a, a magnetism to just bring people together to just celebrate life, you know? Exactly. And then all the fucking chaos that's going on in the world, mm -hmm. right? Like. Fortunately, you know, we are in a privileged position to not be bombarded with tragedy and headaches and so many things that are tied to human suffering in this planet. And we have this privilege and capability to put on events so that we can celebrate life. And then hopefully by doing that, bringing those people together, then we can funnel them, their attention towards the causes that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's that's like one of my um tenets of living i guess and like doing music it's like you can bring people together remind us of our shared experience and how we're all capable of just feeling joy and sharing happiness and love with each other and then trying to focus that energy towards alleviating others suffering so that we can all join in the celebration absolutely you man know? that's hey that's couldn't have said it better myself dog that's why i make music that's why i throw events and uh, you know, in a perfect world, I would probably just like show up and play my yep. songs and yep. go home. But yep. the reality is here in this city, that was just not finna happen, bro. It the artist just, has to put on the role of business. Exactly. It's just and has to like organize people and yeah. be the manager and do all those things. But there's so many people with those skills that are like concentrated on bullshit. You yeah. Know? I don't know what they're doing. They're, they're concentrated working. on profit margins yeah, and pushing bullshit products. And yeah. Stuff. So. Yeah, it's not a, I would say it's not an easy task, uh, but I will say that, look, like every city eventually has their time. Every city. Like Detroit's having it right now for hip hop music and stuff. Eventually, it's either going to be 
one person that does it or a co conglomerate of people or a scene or something eventually it's going to be like the eye of saruman bro it's going to be like the whole nation or the whole world looks at seattle yeah and they're like wait what's going on over there mm -hmm. and that's the moment that i feel like musically and um professionally i'm preparing for whether it comes in my lifetime or not i think that's the best way to make this sustainable and to have my sanity about me and to be able to run the marathon so to speak as opposed to these like sprint stop sprint stop sprint stop it's like okay if i just work on my day-to-day -day and build my day-to-day -day around music events and sacrificing for the art so that other people can feel a bit of joy then eventually when the world's attention is on the seattle music scene our name and our contribution will be impossible to ignore hell yeah that's kind of my goal with all of it it's the portal dude it's the portal brother and you gotta hop you're all about to hop in the portal the i5 portal <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know you'll be somewhere else doc see we're taking this thing that's what i'm so excited about with tours like yeah. we're taking this thing that's only been happening in seattle and we're about to show it yeah. to other major cities on the west coast really though like we're about to take this thing and be like this is what's going on up here in seattle exactly. we're pulling up just playing in parks really though this can happen yeah like this is a thing that people can do you don't have to you know spend a bunch of money to go see good live music yeah. or be in a bar environment or something like that totally. like it can happen in these beautiful spaces where totally. i think music belongs is like outdoor the cops ever mess with you guys or no <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> like once or twice but you yeah. know <laughs> Maybe gotta, actually no. I'm gonna scratch that from the record. Mad, huh? I, uh, no, no one has ever told us that what we're doing is not allowed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, maybe try to mess with. We are operating stuff, from a place of ignorance. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> we can't do. This. I can't just drive a around? jelly bean. Yeah, like, why would we not why do would, this? It's not okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, heck no. It's good, bro. It's it, you're doing a service for the people. You know, I, I think. I think that's true, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's important for if you're an artist and you're doing art, it's like you are serving, you know, in a capacity. Um, but I, th I feel like a lot of, of course, being an artist can be clouded by clout, mm -hmm. right? Or the want for it because we live in the world of Hollywood, especially this country, you know? And that's how yeah. we've been brought up in a lot of ways is like this is what art, art's pinnacle success is or whatever mm -hmm. is like being famous making a bunch of money being a big name and i think that also taints the audience's perspective because they're like if you're not that then you're almost not worthy of my yeah. attention because totally. you're just some schmuck yeah but when you're drake oh then i'll come see you just yeah. so i can say i saw drake you know and like totally. went to that concert with like Hmm. See, that's a tricky thing. Like, for me, I do want to get to that point where I'm playing Climate Pledge Arena, playing yeah. for thousands of people. But I do think there is a threshold that you cross where it's like you're not connecting with anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. You're just playing to a mob, you know? And maybe, yeah. like, there, I think there's still some beauty in that, right? Because all the big crowds that I ever played for is crazy because it does take that individuality out of it. Like, you can't, like, stare that one person in the face or, like, look right there and see it. It's, like, mm -hmm. more so, like, pockets. So it's, like whoa, this left side's like almost pulsating right now. And then over here, it's like, okay, it's a little dead in the middle, so you might kind of try to do something over there, but it's like 
definitely it takes the faces out of it. Which yeah, like, is dude, crazy. Taylor Swift playing at Lumen Field. Yeah. She wasn't connecting with anybody. Dude, yeah. You know. She changed. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to play more stadiums. <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck it. I don't know shit, yeah. dude. Someone put me on in a stadium, and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll have an opinion back, yeah. about it, you know? Uh, I'll be like, yo, that was fucking great. I connected with every Everybody, single person man. in that audience. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I guess. Uh, There's I guess, other yeah. ways, I guess, you can use that. You can use that fame and that uh, platform to connect with people more individually because you're also your presence is more potent when you pull up places and people actually like do see you. You're like, Oh dang, they're here. Like they could be anywhere right now, but they're here spending their time with me. So, you know, it's probably a mix of both. I think you're right. Yeah. I don't, I, I like, uh, I want to be able to just be financially stable and do this into my fifties, sixties. I can do that then I'm, I have no complaints. Yo, I'm chasing that financial yeah. freedom, dude. Yeah. To me, I'm just chasing freedom. I've come up with this thing in the last, like, I don't know, year of my life where I think what I've discovered about myself is I'm always trying to find a way to escape with my time. Mm-hmm. And that's the only currency we have, right, is our time and how we choose to spend it. Yeah, and absolutely. I want all of it to be spent how I want it to be spent. That, mm-hmm. that kind of circles back to the thing I was talking about quitting my job where I'm like, I don't want to be spending my time doing something I'm not living for. Yeah. You know, it's like that's the time is my currency and I want to be living for whatever, ho- however I'm spending it. And for me, where I'm at right now is one way to achieve that is like if I just have buku bucks, right? Yeah. If, I'm, if I got a bunch of money and uh, I don't have to work anymore, then that money will afford me to choose how I get to spend my time always. Mm. And I never have to like show up for anybody to get money from them by giving them my time. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now when it comes to financial success through art is like, that's my goal is to get to a place where I have the financial freedom to just have all of my time in my pocket to spend. Yeah. You know? That's what's up, bro. Well, I commend you, bro. I see I see you're trying. I think like uh, Balcony Bridge has been over the past two years one of my favorite groups that's come out. Thanks, and, dude. And like people that I see, I love your guys' music. I love how you bring the music right to the people. I can see like y'all's passion and spirit for this. I think like Julian's voice is very like emblematic of what you guys are about. You know what I mean? And like the way he just sends it and you can Mm -hmm. feel the uh, passion, pain and pride in the sound that y'all create together. It's super refreshing. It's it's dope as hell. I support it. And that's why it's like every chance I get that I can throw you on one of my shows or like pop out on y'all. I always try to Mm -hmm. repost your stuff, you know, and um as you go through all this stuff, you know, I see a lot of y'all's passion in what we do as well. And I'd say like the best part is just building a structure and a schedule around what you're capable of doing and not overextending yourself. And then, you know, that same stuff, like don't point fingers, don't expect somebody else to do it for you, whether it be the scene or the venues or whatever. It's like, it's on you. Mm -hmm. And once I switched my, peace of mind to that 
one, I stopped beefing with random people I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, every week it felt like I was like having some sort of argument online with some random person that was like, well, we're doing a lot. Da, da, da. <laughs> I'm like, well, are you? You know what I mean? And then it's like, that was a waste of energy. That was a waste of uh, my precious time and resources. Mm -hmm. And it created a confrontational relationship with some person that, even though a lot of those people that you do butt head with, down the road like you kind of become friends because you're like wait this person actually has a spine like this person is passionate they're passionate enough to like clash with me at least so it does kind of garner some like mutual respect but it's just a, a counterproductive way of going about it yeah and so i've kind of just uh taken a step back and allowed my passions to just come through and if people want to be involved they can be involved and um that that's uh that's how i go about it but i see y'all your your path will become more clear as you continue to do it so get in that van bro bring the baby wipes <laughs> and just go man yeah. and do it as much as you can and find ways to make it work and it'll reveal itself and y'all y'all are doing dope stuff i mean shoot you already played the neptune sick yeah we're going back there in october i saw that right to Tessa, do the neck, yeah uh, y'all who mm -hmm. else uh, Axe and Hatchet Man, they play with oh, us. Oh, yeah. I right? You remember them? They are awesome. They're cool. Yeah, they're, they're going to pack that thing the out. Kids dude. Too, they're going to pack kids. that thing out. Yeah. Literally, they played a show. We did a show with them. Yeah, it was, yeah, we were on the same bill. Uh, we played it with them again. Oh, you did? And it was their show was 6.30 oh, was it to 8.30. Yeah, and okay, they packed yeah. it out at 6.30 to 8.30. Damn. Is that Neptune show all ages? Yep. They're pulling out 300 deep, bro. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah. It's gonna be a good time, yeah. dude. Yeah. No, that's gonna be sick. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm yeah, man. Congrats, congrats on that, dog. Y'all stay tapped in with the Nook, man. That's that's good. Yeah, well, we just did the uh, this Woodland Park thing. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but uh, we finally got to a point where we were like, "Yo, let's put on multiple bands in the park instead of just us. Like, let's include other people into yeah. this thing." And it kind of became something that seemed like more, like we bit off more we can chew and it's my fault. Yeah. Because I hit up too many people. Totally. And then they all said they were down and I was like, hey guys, guess what? This little park show we're going to do turned into six bands. Yeah. And the guys were like, what the fuck? I'm <laughs> like, I got a little heated and I'm like, dude, fuck it. Let's just send it. Let's yeah, do it. Let's you try sound it. like me and Fremont Friday every <laughs> week. <laughs> it's hard to say no, bro. It is, dude. And I was just like. Okay. You know, like, I hit up uh, my friend Liv, and I'll spill here, but I was like, yo, um, yeah, like, you know, I asked her to come play the show, and she has two bands. She has the Liv Victorino band, which oh, I, yeah, I, I love. Oh, yeah, I saw her play. And Dope. then, yeah, 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 super good, and that's more centered around her and, like, her songs, and they're a little bit softer. And I was like, yeah, she'll fit that park vibe great. And she's like, okay, I'll ask Ponzi. And then right there, I just took my hands off, because I'm like, all right, that's fine. And Ponzi's, like, more of a punk band, like, they're a little loud, you mm -hmm. know? And I was like... I'm just going to take my hands off and it's like I offered you the slot that's the band you want to go with because you got two bands and I was yeah. like Oleander is in that band I really like that guy a lot so I was that person a lot and I was like okay let's fucking go yeah. let's do it and I was a little nervous because they were like the loudest band coming through but totally. I don't know man when you do kind of let go of that control and it's like you just let it breathe it's going to happen thing. bro either way exactly Yeah. everybody was like oh it's going to get shut down there's a swear of getting shut down I was like stop talking like that yeah I mean stop if it happens like even if it happens so what yeah exactly you know it's yeah. like just go, go do it again. Hey, yeah, somewhere else, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, the Woodland Park thing uh -huh. just happened 
two days ago. It happened on Sunday. Wait, y'all did it already? We did it. It happened. And all six bands came? All six bands came. All six bands and got to do what down? they wanted to do. We didn't get shut down. There were oh, other things happening congrats, in the park, team. dude. It was a total success. Yeah. Like, all I wanted was congrats. the bands to be able to play yeah. without any hiccups. Totally. We're, we're using these little battery generators. I didn't yeah, want the batteries to die. Sound stuff. The sound went great. Yeah. Some people had to make a little bit of compromises in the sense, like, they lost a mic, you know, yeah. they can do two mics or something like that. That's how it goes, like, Fremont Friday, I know everybody's always like, oh, well, can I get my monitor? Like, eventually I'll look up, I'm like, bro, this is literally just <laughs> me and my homies, like, set up on the set jelly bean. on the jelly bean, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be perfect, bro, but you, it's like rehearsal sound, just... Just rip, just go, bro. yeah, just, just send rip. it, dude. Just go, you know. No, y'all got the setup. You have all the monitors. Like, it works great. And hopefully anyone coming through with, like, Fremont Friday or what I was trying to do is manage people's expectations. Yeah. And I was saying, this is an experiment. <laughs> like, we've never done this before. Yeah. But, dude, we set up in the park where there's nowhere to plug anything in. We put six bands on. People showed up and laid out blankets and nice. had fun. Like, Beautiful. dogs were running around. We were yeah. kicking a soccer ball. Awesome. It was everything I wanted it to be. And now it's about trying to do that. What I said was, yo, we should be doing this once a month. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, it won't be hard. So we'll hit you guys up for that. Yeah, you let know? us know, bro. And uh, I'm about to take off here to L.A. in uh, September 8th, I think. Okay. And I'll be back November 20th. Okay, cool. Something yeah, dude, people need the live music yeah. in the park. They do it. When it's cloudy and shitty. Yeah, they do. You know? See, that's the thing, dude. Like, this this city it shuts down like basically after New Year's, from like New Year's to like St. Patty's Day. Pretty much. Those three months right there is when everybody gets depressed and writes music. Gets depressed <laughs> and just yeah stays in. Yeah, it's tough. Not a lot goes on. Sometimes it's it goes tough. on till May because yeah, like the rainy season will just keep going. We pretty much shut down now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we like still rehearse and we make music and stuff, but like. As far as trying to do stuff, unless it's like a softball lob or whatever, just trying to, because you got to think like after New Year's, everyone gets New Year's resolutions. So they're pretty much locked in, stop boozing and everything yeah. until like uh, February. Yeah, once uh, Valentine's Day hits. Oh, okay. You know, I'm that's, still single. Yeah, that's when the lovers come out and then so single <laughs> people are like, Yo, I, I thought about doing a speed dating thing on Valentine's Day, sick. but I just couldn't. I couldn't make it happen. Okay, but that, that's an example of some of the stuff that I'm talking about. You know, like, I feel like us just throwing traditional shows is not getting the results that we all want here in the scene. So let's get creative. Let's start doing something that's different. Like, mm-hmm. I really respect you guys pulling up to the park. Uh, my boy, uh, Lex Scope, he does these things called the Scope Screenings. That's given, like, artists a platform for their music videos. And, like, it's an independent film festival. It's like, dang, that's dope. You know, it's, it's, it's something different. It's not the same thing over and over again. So yeah. I, I just, I, I really want to just encourage people to think outside the box because mm-hmm. that's when there's going to be results and it's going to feel fresh. Um, but yeah, man, let's see. You got anything else for the kid, bro? I got a mob to rehearsal. Dude, if I got to get some advice from you. Okay. It's... um. How do you handle the come down? Uh-huh. So, like, after we did the Woodland Park thing, yep. I remember, like, we played, the place cleared out, and then I just felt hollow. Mm. And I was looking around, and I was like, all day was this beautiful vibe, this beautiful thing where all these people were hanging out. And this is kind of a thing when you play last, mm-hmm. um, but it was bigger so the other day. It was like, 
I don't know, coming home and it's just like this beautiful thing happened and then it's over and you're left with this sense of feeling hollow. Yeah. And part of me understands or tries to make reason for why rock stars party and drink so much is because they got to keep that high going. Yeah, exactly. So they drink and they party and, yeah. you know, they do drugs and shit like that. Uh-huh. But it, the lull is very real. Totally. So whenever you've been faced with that, like, what have you learned to, like, totally, cope, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when I first got started, um, I drank a lot. I'd be drunk before I went on the set. So then you just and go to bed then, afterwards? Yeah, I know. I'd just be so hype, you know, and then we'd party after. And so, okay. like, I feel like partying had that hold. But then I started realizing after my first tour, actually. Okay. So I think you'll have some nice revelations over here. Uh, that's when I switched to being like mostly vegetarian, mostly pescatarian. Like I really don't eat a lot of meat anymore because okay. uh, like my stomach was hurt. I was partying too much after my first tour, voice gone. And that's when um, you start, you have to find other things to live for. So like working out has been a big thing for me. Right, I know? got a gym membership in the last There month. you go, bro. So it's like day of a show, you're working out. Earning your fun. Exactly. You said that the other yeah. day. And I'm like, shit, you're right. My, yeah. It is more fun when I work out and then and go then do something. then the next day you got to work out again because it's going to like bring your endorphins back up. Okay. Because you're going to be, like, you're going to have a post-show crash. That's going to happen. And so for me, it's like I try to do like no more. I have a two drink limit and I try not to drink while I'm on stage anymore because I was feeling myself feeling a little dependent on the alcohol to get me loose enough to set my spirit free, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps. Like, I'll put a gin and tonic on the ground, and I'm yeah. like, I'm flying right exactly. now. You know? And, like, you know, one, two is not a big thing, but mm-hmm. I think it's like a slippery slope with uh, musicians yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So I tried to, like, perform sober so I can feel, like, feel it, like, actually process it and feel it in in real time and know what these emotions that I'm actually going through are so that was a big thing for me then afterwards um, I'll try to if I if possible because the thing is I run the social media but I might tell my manager like hey can you repost all the stories from today I want to not be on social media after the show so that I can process what's going on and be in real time and spend time with either my bandmates, my family, you know, maybe call my girl, that type of stuff. And like stay connected in the moment and don't get like trapped into the social media loop. So if you're able to like, at least for the day, like pawn that off on somebody else, be like, listen, I will take six days out of the week, mm-hmm. one day a week. It's on you, bro. Just make a post, take the pictures. It's the same thing I do do it working out uh reading books you know what i mean like i'm a big audiobook guy so i'll try to take uh 10 minutes so like my hour before and after stage is real sacred i'll read a little bit i'll go on a walk i'll do vocal warm-ups do some push-ups do some like like little jogging type stuff and like just prepare my body to go through an emotional roller coaster then the performance happens the emotional roller coaster happens i might have a drink after or something to kind of take that energy that edge off um and then uh you know a lot of times like we're at the level where we got to load out and stuff so it's a lot of like the loading out i'm telling you is what brings you down a lot 
because you're just like, oh man, I was just <laughs> rocking for 300 people, and now here I am, like slapping my stuff to the, yeah. you know, and so that brings you down, and then. So yeah, working out day of, working out day after, reading day of, reading the day after, and then staying in the process. So if you can book a rehearsal for the next day, if you can book a, a podcast for the next day, like just don't let it stop and just stay in the grind of it. And that allows you to not get too up and not get too down. Mm -hmm. You have to stay even keel. And that's the hardest part because you're literally going on stage and ripping open your heart and spilling your emotions. Yeah. But then you have to come back and be even kill mm -hmm. because, you know, you got to look at like any sort of elite professional at anywhere. They a lot of times they might show emotion or whatever. But like when LeBron James is playing, he's literally so calm, like highly successful people. They have the ability to have calm intensity. And so that's that's just what it is for me, staying in it and not getting too up or not getting too down. That's like we just dropped this song, Can't Cheat the Heems. And like um, I was like waking up on cover page after the fifth time, don't feel the same. Trust me, there's more to life than the tension. But now that I got yours, don't you forget to mention you can't cheat the heems. And it's like the first time I seen my face on the cover of a paper, I'm like running down the street. Woo! Oh my yeah. god then the next time you see it you're like yeah this is sick you know post about it and then time after that you're like bro this is tuesday like <laughs> this is this is part of what you sign up for hmm. and so you just don't get too up off the accolades and don't get too down off the negative feedback and just stay in your day-to-day -day consistency of who you are and y'all all have great spirits and great souls so it's just like let that shine through and then prioritize your mental health, bro. I don't know if you're, do you sleep often? Yeah, I get a lot of rest. You do? Okay. I mean, I value rest yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. If I, I don't sleep. get enough bags yeah. under my eyes. <laughs> I make sure I sleep. I prioritize my sleep, prioritize my meditation, try to put my phone down at least 30 minutes before uh, I go to sleep and try not to touch my phone 30 minutes after waking up. And that has been giving me a lot of peace. And then, yeah, working out and probably I'd say working out is the most essential part of uh, curtailing that uh, post-show crash. It does help with that calm. Like when I'm walking out of the gym, I'm like, just calm. Yeah. You know, it's good. It's just good for you. And then, uh, yeah, the post-tour blues are real too, bro. So that's just like another See, thing. Yeah. I was just talking to Julian about that today. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know we're about to have this big rush. Yeah. And when we get back, the band is taking a break for like three weeks. Cause one guy's going to weddings yeah. somebody else is going out of town. So I'm like, I don't want to slip into that lull and get super depressed, yeah. you know, because suddenly like my favorite thing to do, I don't have access 100%. to it anymore, you know? Yeah. If I were you, I'd slide. I mean, you live right down the street, bro. You could hit Mojams. I would go and play. Yeah, exactly. That's what Julian yeah. was saying is like, try to hit some jams, yeah. try to go see other people's bands, you know? Where's Julian going to be around? Yeah, he'll be around. You just make music with him, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah we yeah. just got to write like the next shit. Yeah, exactly. Just stay. That That's the way to do it, bro. Yeah. It's like, I know from me being a lead singer and stuff, it's like, it's a hard responsibility, but if like my bandmates encourage me to like stay in my creative process, it's like I'm better for it just because it, you think you want a break, but then you take a break and you're in the same place you were last time and you're just as tired. Yeah. You're like, dang, man, that break low key didn't really help me. Hmm. You got to just like stay, you got to just change the routine. That's what I would say. But yeah, it's tough. 
See, bro, if I was a fucking millionaire, I'd just fuck off to Spain for three weeks and you just chill on the beach. <laughs> the beach is right down the street, bro. You can hit Golden Gardens. Oh, uh, that's true. Got, that's true. Nice, you know, we got nice beaches here during the summer. <laughs> it's like 93 today or something. <laughs> you know? Hottest day of the year, it's dude. It's so hot. Man. Yeah. I wore the hockey jersey. I, <laughs> yeah. I walked outside my house like, what the hell is wrong with me? Um, but yeah, man, I'm about to get um. About to get to rehearsal here soon. I mean, that's another thing. I don't know how often how often y'all rehearse. We try to get together three days a week. That's awesome. Yeah. That's impressive. I wish it was more. <laughs> yeah. That's good, though. We go we go two days a week, and we do a Zoom meeting. Okay, dude. That, that is might huge. Be something it's like breaking up the time you're going to spend playing music, and the time you're just going to be like talking with each so other. So big, because I'm sure it happens to you all the time. You go to rehearsal, you start talking about band business. Uh, yeah, and there's no hour time. Hour and a half later. Yeah. You're like, damn, we haven't even played yet. Yeah. So we do a Zoom meeting every Tuesday morning, mm. and that is like our time to like... If somebody wants something to say or if somebody has like opinions about stuff like we'll tell them at rehearsal like yo table this mm -hmm. come on tuesday with it and it just creates a different space and a different dynamic um so we've been doing that for like the past two months and that has been a great dynamic shift you know we're at it bro like we're we've been at, we've been banned for six years it's like that's like having a relationship with six different people no yeah we are in a four-way relationship that's what i'm saying it takes a lot of compromise yeah it takes a lot of effort yeah i love each of them for their effort and compromising and working with each other and yeah. it's like valuing that somebody wants something that somebody else may not want as yeah. much but they're like i'm willing to work on that so that we can achieve this totally and it's beautiful it is part of what makes this thing so beautiful you know yeah i feel like a lot of people who blow up or get big or whatever it's always like focused on one person mm -hmm. but to do the thing with a group of people that's a collaborative effort is much more difficult but i think you get a better thing out of it i think so know? too i think it, it grows organically i mean you know obviously my name's in the martial law band but, but that's a dope ass fucking name <laughs> you know because <laughs> yeah, martial like, law like the idea of that yeah and, and i think we embody that uh style as well mm -hmm. but you know it's dope because i've like I'm I'm naturally charismatic. I'm naturally like gonna be out in front of the camera, but I've like really seen someone like Marty on the sax. Like I've seen his personality develop so much, and see him getting comfortable with like, you know, he wasn't the most outgoing person, and now he's hell outgoing, you know. Or like seeing Big Pink like getting like hats that say Big Pink on them, and like wearing Big Pink jackets and stuff. It's like, wow, he's starting to find his own personality. So you get to go on this uh, growth with. A journey with people and see their growth mm -hmm. and yeah you're you're blessed to have friends that are that close-knit and willing to sacrifice to try to work towards a common goal and I think that is also something to just be very happy for and appreciative regardless of if you know you obtain where you know you're capable of going that's always gonna it's gonna require some some modicum of luck but as long as you're consistently up to bat and preparing yourself for the the luck to happen what do they say luck is opportunity meets preparation as long as you're doing the preparation and putting yourself in those opportunities then great things can occur but it's also important to know as a band like you're already validated you're already doing something that most people could never be able to do is coordinate their lives with four other people and prioritize something special you're a part of a team you're a part of something bigger than yourself and that in a lot of ways is your church that is your community mm -hmm. that is the stuff that most people seek their whole life for and so you're, you're blessed to have that already you know and y'all are doing really dope stuff so just let me know how i can help i always pull up on you and um 
yeah, we'll get next Fremont Fridays. Let's get it. Let's get it booked. Dude, we got to get the park shows going yeah. in the winter time. You I'm know, with it, man. we got to figure tarp. out some heaters. <laughs> yeah, how you some gonna heaters, do it? Yeah, you know, like last year, free it rained on us at Fremont Friday a couple of times. Really? Yeah, I had to Dang. put up some random tarp and stuff. It was brutal. You know, I think it's possible to like install one because yeah. the other building is like taller, so you could like have uh, a slanted tarp. You know, okay. Run down. That's what it starts with an idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? I can see the wheels are turning. Dude, I love being a visionary. <laughs> you get the vision, and if you're hungry for it, like you won't stop till it happens. You'll be out there on a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah. No, but I'll, I'll like put the table. I'll put the idea on there. But like, who else is capable of making this happen? You, you think? Know? Do you have it's any like handyman in the van? Handyman? Yeah. Well, dude, I was a carpenter for like there three months. So. so it's you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. You got a name for this podcast yet? No, it's just uh, I'm going to edit it and work on it. And the nonprofit is going to be centered around uh, this website called Bands in Town. Okay, nice. Um, so Nate acquired the Bands in Town thing, and he's yeah. working on getting the website situated. Okay. So he's working with people there. Shout out that man, Nate, bro. He works so hard. Dude, dog. Nate Lewis, he's he came here from Florida, yeah. moved up here to Seattle, and then he's just found where needs are really? and what he's capable of and then he's just filled those needs yeah. and some of them are like the most basic needs that it's surprising that no one has done that like show calendars yeah. you know and then i'm like let's take it to the next level and be like have something interactive where on the show calendar you can find out everything you need to know about That's the show and the band you know yeah there was a homie his name was danny uh he did this thing called the showground app and he was dope. He moved in a lot. That's the thing. A lot of people that are quote unquote transplants are the people that can come and see the scene clearly. And like yeah. a lot of people that have like come here and have been born here. I think we're just like lazy and complacent and it is what it is and nothing's ever going to change. Da, da, da. And it takes people that come from out of state to like do what Nate's doing, do what you're doing, do what Danny with Showground did. Like as far as like people that are from here, you know, I feel like we're just so like uh, beat down by the <laughs> current system that we're kind of like throwing our hands up and just do what we can when we can. And um, I work every day to try to combat that, but I'd be lying if I didn't think that was uh, something that's in the water out here. Yeah, you know, I just, mean, yeah, I think it helps we're, to we're have just that tired outside of it. perspective. Yeah, we need some fr Florida boys come over here and help Florida us out. Florida boys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I don't want to. I've already taken up so much of time. All I good, bro. No be. worries. What time you gotta get out of here? About five minutes. Five minutes. Okay, yeah. cool. Let me take you up to the deck, dude. You gotta see the view Let's up do it. there. Cheers, Cheers mate. Cheers, dude. Thanks yeah, for being here. Of course. Man.